0: fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haidner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Final try it's ready. for the touchdown. Back. What a great second over there so my wolf pack what is going on it is the wolf of Roto Street here live with another week eight fantasy football rankings rundown I'm gonna set my lineups set my rankings live here with you so you can ask any sit start questions on Facebook at 5 30 p.m every Tuesday Come on in, get your early set starts, uh, and and get a little thought process on who I'm higher on, lower on, and whatnot. And if you're tuning in to the Fantasy Fullback Dive a day later, uh, where we paid your path to 2019 titles, then we appreciate the listenership and would love to have you join us live on Facebook again every Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Come on down watch it with us live, get those questions answered, um, and join me. But we got some news to break right before I end up going into these rankings. And there's two huge trades and some big injury news that I want to make sure – I uh, I break down with you guys. And, Corey, thanks for tuning in and saying uh, you appreciate it because we appreciate you coming every week and uh, tuning in. And we'll miss you tonight. But come on in. Send us some any messages we can help you out with uh, later, Corey. Jeremiah, thanks for tuning in as always. Love the loyal fan base that comes to these shows every time. You guys are the best. Uh, First thing we want to break down, though, Mohamed Sanu going to the Patriots for a second-round pick. Bill Belichick has long had a fatuation with this guy, dating back to his Bengals days. The versatility, the ability to move to all different wide receiver positions, the ability to throw a beautiful ball. I think he has one of the higher QB ratings in the league on his limited pass attempts. Belichick will have a field day with this guy on offense. Now, there's already a lot of targets there, but with Josh Gordon banged up, they needed to make a move. Uh, And so Mohamed Sanu, once he gets active acclimated, a smart, high-IQ guy. Everybody raves about his work ethic um, and what it means to the team, and the locker room presence. Everything sounds like he's the perfect style patriot to fit that hard-nosed, do-your-job style. How exactly will that translate to his fantasy success? You know, it's probably going to be inconsistent, just like it was in Atlanta. He's going to be right around that third on the target totem pole. Gets a better quarterback, of course, but they're not going to be playing from behind nearly as much. Maybe won't see quite the volume he was seeing in Atlanta. I consider about a wash, maybe a little bit of an upgrade for his fantasy, just joining a better offense where he might be used even more creatively. On the flip side, though, this opens up a lot of targets for guys like Calvin Ridley. Now has you know really no one else to contend with at wide receiver besides Julio Jones. Austin Hooper already having a Field day in Atlanta has much more target share moving forward with Sanu. Again, you know, it was fourth or so on the target totem pole there, but ultimately, you know, just another mouth gone means more volume for those other guys. So, a plus for all your Falcons, about a wash for Sanu, maybe a little bit of an upgrade because of how needy the Patriots are at wide receiver and how quality they could end up using him. And then, of course, Emmanuel Sanders going to the 49ers. What does this mean for him specifically? Uh, And again, these are just right off the cuff. I haven't had time to really break down and analyze the exact stats and analytics behind them all that's just kind of the gut reaction I have here uh, but one thing I know is Rich Scangarello was the Broncos offensive coordinator he hails from the Shanahan tree which means it's not going to be a whole new playbook a whole new system getting up to speed probably won't take up nearly as long for Manuel Sanders as it's going to for a guy like Mohamed Sanu so the guy could probably step right in be the 49ers ace their number one wide receiver you look at that depth chart I mean Dante fucking Pettis come on who does he have to beat out right now. And if you want to see a good hate cut, go watch the Instagram story. It was very fun dropping that rainbow-headed fuck today. Uh, but ultimately, Emmanuel Sanders lands in a solid spot with just no real competition for targets, but they are extremely run-heavy. Right around like 60% of the time, they're running the ball right now. Why wouldn't they? The way that offensive line is blocking, uh, the, the way that they're just controlling the clock, they're dominating with that defense. So ultimately, you know, going to Jimmy Garoppolo, definitely an upgrade over Flacco. Going to the 49ers under Kyle Shanahan, more souped up version of the offense he was already in. I ultimately see it as a positive for Emmanuel Sanders, who should emerge as that clear number one for the 49ers, it's just going to be a run-heavy attack. So the ceiling is never that huge with him. But I think the floor will be balanced. And ni- a, a, a nice floor there for Sanders. Last but not least, on Johnson going to... Oh, and, and a great question from Jeremiah reminding me. What about the Broncos? What happens here? Sutton sends easily to that number one spot. Now, last year, when Sanders was removed because of the Achilles, that didn't help out Sutton at all. He actually got swamped by number one coverage. Couldn't handle it. That all being said, this guy has been operating at a different level. Uh, he seems like a just more refined talent, better route runner, dominating on jump balls, and very explosive after the catch. And so now he, all that's to say is he looks like a true number one. I think he can now is equipped to handle those top targets, uh, those top corners, and he's going to see even more looks each and every week. So he gets a nice bump up the season long rankings. Uh, a high end wide receiver too. Already was a must start as I wrote last week. Gets an even bigger value bump for Sutton. Definitely a quality player there. And then maybe a guy like Noah Fan or Deshaun Hamilton comes into some value. But there's only so much flacco sewage you really want to swim upon. So ultimately, the only guy I really care about right now is Cortland Sutton there. Alrighty, folks, that's the two trades. The last one to quickly mention on the IR today, on Johnson. Just a very extensive injury history that nobody seemed to acknowledge. I mean, we mentioned it quite a bit. We were lower on on Johnson all offseason because of this injury history. Uh, but ultimately, another knee strikes again. Uh, he's going to have his season cut short. Maybe returns at the end of the year, but obviously you can cut him. Who to uh, take up in his backup? Maybe Ty Johnson becomes the immediate starter. He had ten carries once he was removed. Um he saw all the receptions too. He became a kind of that featured workhorse once Carry on Johnson was removed. So I, I like him to ascend. Now I'd be a little bit cautious of burning, you know, all my fab or burning a number one waiver wire pick. Cause I'd be shocked if they don't bring in let's say, you know, CJ Anderson or Jay Ajay or tons of these free agent running backs out there. You know, Matt Patricia knows Kenyon Drake very well from his Dolphins days when uh, Matt Patricia was coaching with the Patriots. So I would be shocked if they just roll forward with Ty Johnson and J.D. McKissick. I expect a bigger move is looming here uh, for the Lions. But ultimately, uh, for now, Ty Johnson looks like the guy there. and gets a nice, tasty matchup against the Giants. We just saw what Chase Edmonds did to them. Uh, so that's all the big news. Let's get into the rankings. I know that's why you guys are here. You're here for your sit starts. Uh, so get your questions in. Get your comments in. If you're willing to share this and help grow the audience, Even better, we'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, So thanks so much for tuning in. Any likes, comments, shares, all that greatly helps us out, folks. All right, let's get into quarterbacks, though. Starting at the top here, Deshaun Watson against Oakland seems like a very natural top pick. Uh, we just saw what Aaron Rodgers did to this team. Over 48 fantasy points, five touchdowns of the air, another on the ground. Just a completely dominant, week winning performance from Aaron Rodgers this week against Oakland. And I think Watson could easily do the same. They're very weak on the pass rush, and that means uh, Deshaun Watson should have all day. When he has a uh, clean pocket, nobody has a higher QB rating than him right now. <coughs> Russell Wilson, Atlanta. I love Russell Wilson. You guys know this. But ultimately, I don't think Atlanta puts up even a fight. And when Wilson's not in a shootout-style game, when he's not playing from behind, I, you know, his value takes a big hit because they become so run-heavy. I wouldn't be shocked to see Russell Wilson, um, you know, be kind of caged in this week with them dominating Atlanta right from the outset. I don't think this is going to be a huge Russell Wilson day. Um, that, that obviously will change if Matt Ryan's playing. You got to check his health status. With a dinged up ankle. They said it's not overly serious, but they have a bye week coming up. So I wouldn't be shocked to see them rest him. What do you have to, to really gain if you're the Falcons by rolling out a less than 100 Matt Ryan in this type of season? So I'm going to bump him down. I'm just going to X out of him because I'm going to assume he's not there. And of course, if he's playing, I'll readjust my rankings accordingly. But ultimately, I'm going to assume Matt Ryan's not there. Uh, <coughs> let's keep moving through the rankings here. I would count these guys as the elite. Rogers facing Kansas City. Uh, not quite the shootout as if, uh, <clears throat> what's his name, of course, Pat Mahomes was playing. So really Watson kind of in a tier of his own because I don't love Aaron Rodgers this week. I do love Goff against Cincinnati giving up the most points to quarterbacks. Let's pull up the matchup calendar real quick, folks. You guys know I love to do this. Uh, week 8, we're right here. So Watson, Oakland, no-brainer. Wilson is facing, I mean Atlanta does give up the most points to quarterbacks, but again, I just don't think they're going to need him. Maybe they burn him deep for a couple times. You get a 220-yard you know, 3-TD day on like 10 attempts. To the classic Russell Wilson would not shock me. So you can only go so low with the guy. Uh, and then you got you know Kyler Murray at New Orleans, the 8th most points. But they've really tightened it up. They were getting up the most points to quarterbacks. Uh, over the last few, I bet you it's right towards the bottom. Goff, the 5th most points. So those are some of the juicier matchups. Allen uh, getting that awful Philly secondary. Does he have the arm to actually exploit them? We'll find out. The Giants and Stafford should be a juicy fest right there. Breeze against Arizona. We don't think Breeze is going to be back quite late. What's this little? I know he's throwing at practice here. Let's check the notes on him. Uh, Thumb is expected to resume practicing this week. The goal would be a week eight return for the Cardinals, but uh, I would be shocked if that happens. We got the bye in week nine. I don't expect to see Drew Breeze out here this week. Um, Houston, you know, you got Derek Carr. You're not streaming him. So yeah, we already covered the the real juicy matchups there. Mason Rudolph getting Miami, uh, and and then Ryan Tannehill. There's lots of juicy streamers. So if this is your week for buys, if you have like Dak Prescott, for example, like me, you got your options here. So let's continue to look at this list, though. I do like Murray, but again, I think that New Orleans defense is getting nice underrated here. I think Kirk Cousins in a revenge game is somebody I'd love to have in my lineup. Uh, Let's cut this. Uh, You know, yeah, I can't really, you know, as much as I just said I don't love Russell Wilson this week, I I would have a hard time having him any lower than two just because the matchup with Atlanta is so juicy. Even if I think the Seahawks dominate that game, I think he's going to be a big part of, you know, three early touchdowns, but ultimately I do think that game flow doesn't let him have that complete comeback Russell Wilson-style monstrous performance. Other than this, I like Josh Allen a bit more than the experts. Uh, again, tune on, all you guys tuning in, jump into the show now. Get your questions in. I'd be happy to answer everything you have. If you want me to recap any of the, the trades or the injury with uh, carry-on, I'd be more than happy to do so uh, again for you guys. Uh, after that, I mean, Brissette against Denver, not a great matchup. I do like Stafford because I can see that game being a, a sneaky little shootout. I don't love Winston. I don't love Garoppolo this week. And Darnold, you know, that they're giving up a, a decent amount of points, Jacksonville is, but he just could be completely shaken. I'm shocked that Teddy Bridgewater's not ranked higher. Uh, he's definitely going to be a top-ten play for me against Arizona, giving up the fourth most points to quarterbacks. Yeah, they got Patrick Peterson, and no, Teddy Bridgewater's ceiling has not been anything enormous, but the guy's got multiple touchdowns in, in the last few weeks. Uh, let me just you know show you his game logs because it's been, it seems like nobody can recognize the fact that this guy's had you know 18 to 20 points in about four to five straight weeks. Let's look at it real quick. Uh, 28-14-20, so yeah, I mean, ultimately, not the biggest of ceilings, but definitely against Arizona, especially if Kyler Murray can keep that competitive. I think Teddy Bridgewater makes a great stream. I like Daniel Jones. We just saw what Kirk Cousins did. He's available in a lot of waiver wires. I have him above Bridgewater just slightly here. I'll cut this tier off. Uh, Stafford just slightly above Brady, despite the new weaponry. I don't know how competitive... Uh, Cleveland's going to keep that game for Brady. Um, Jose Vega, should I drop Wentz, he asks. I have Breeze on my bench, but I was thinking about getting Teddy Bridgewater this week. I'd have a hard time dropping Wentz. Uh, He has not been without Deshaun Jackson, who's set to return soon. I know he's supposed to be less than 100 for the year, but I wouldn't be dropping Wentz. If you want to stream Bridgewater this week over Wentz, Clearly, I have him higher, but I wouldn't be dropping Wentz for Bridgewater. Uh, In you know, then near your left flailing without Breeze coming back after the week nine bye. So I wouldn't drop a guy like Wentz just for a one week rental of Bridgewater. Um, I, I will have Wentz above. I know Brissett had some big days, but they're really good. Denver is 27th, I think, against the the pass. Uh, twenty-seventh points that is. So much higher. I really like Ryan Tannehill. As a streamer this week. Oh my God, that's sickening to say. But if you're desperate at quarterback like him, I mean, look at Mason Rudolph gets Miami. Like, this is the week to stream, folks. There's tons of options out there on waiver wires that I would legitimately, like, I can't believe I'm doing that. But look at this. Like, it's just gross anywhere else. Minshew really has not done much. I guess the Jets, you know, they can be had, but I I don't love Minshew. He just, I, I love the mustache, don't get me wrong, but fantasy wise. Uh, it's just not a guy that I'm I'm really all that intrigued to stream here. i got to have Darnold, despite him seeing ghosts being haunted on the field, uh, I have him a bit higher. Uh, Steve Michelson, what's up, brother? Good to see you, man. Uh, I think you just answered my question. Thanks. Of course I did, Jose. Uh, if you missed it, let me know. Um, Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Stack. I think he can do it. Uh, Washington definitely can be had both through the run and through the pass, so this is a week to stack them both. I love the Cousins' revenge game factor, uh, so I'd have him in my lineup. And, of course, you're going to have Dalvin Cook in your lineup. It depends, Robert, who your other QB option is, but see, as I I have him at four, probably not any guys. I couldn't put Cousins in over Rodgers after this last week, but ultimately I do love the guy this week in revenge game narratives. Uh, Austin asking, I benched Rogers, laughing my ass off. Started Brissett. Oh, there you go. So, I mean, yeah, Rogers definitely dominated, but if you had Brissett, then you probably did okay anyways. Four touchdowns for him. So, good to see you. Six and one, Austin. I love to hear that. Let me know if you got any questions. I'm very stacked at wide receiver, but who do I start? Godwin, Cup, Lockett, and Robinson. Damn, that's tough, Steve. Uh, if you don't mind hanging tight till I get to wide receivers. I'll go to them actually above running backs just so I can get to your question uh, before that. That is a, a tough, you know, who's going to bench. I really don't see a benching Godwin or Cup, even though the matchups are trickier. Lockett gets Arizona, will probably draw Patrick Peterson. Robinson's been the definition of a target hog, but out of those four, I mean, he's tied to by far the worst quarterback, and obviously surrounding talent plays a big part in success. My guess is I bench Robinson, Trubisky, who does he have? The Chargers. I mean, they're not a great defense either, but sadly, I think that's the guy I end up benching, Steve, um, ultimately there. But I'll I'll check when I get to wide receivers and, and update you there where they actually all shake out. That's my early guesses here. But again, look at these quarterbacks. I mean, Bridgewater, Jones, Tannehill, and Mason Rudolph all in my top 15. That is, I, I don't know if I should puke, if I should laugh, if I should cry. Like, I, I, maybe I'm psycho, but that is just hideous this week. And that just goes to show you the matchups are favoring all these shit bombs. So when you're playing DraftKings in that style, uh, you definitely want to go for the quarterback money savers, in my opinion. Unless you go all in on Watson, and the guy should have a nice 40-point day. Uh, <clears throat> I think you got to go cheap. And look at some of these just no-names at quarterback this week. Winston or Darnold asks Jeremiah. (coughs) I'm sorry, I've got my asthma going crazy today. Uh, I think Eileen Darnold just without that. The the Jaguars' D without Ramsey has been damn pathetic. Uh, Winston's such a risk. Like, I mean, you could have 404. Tennessee's nothing overly special. But, oh, God. Like, you could also have six picks and just, like, negative three points. And I know Darnold coming off, speaking of four picks, coming off a horrendous outing like that. But I think Darnold bounces back. I think I'd rather have him. But, like, you're telling me you can't find Tannehill or Mason Rudolph instead? I'd rather stream either of them over those two options. Maybe you swallow back puke and just go with one of the other two just because you got the name value. Let's go to running backs, the workhorses, the bell cows, the guys that I just love more than anything else. You guys know this at this point. I always go running back, running back, running back in my leagues. Uh, So who do we have stacked up here? Uh, Dalvin Cook or Christian McCaffrey? I mean, there's very few weeks McCaffrey shouldn't be your number one overall. I think when Dalvin Cook gets matched up with Washington is one of those weeks. Let's bring up the matchup calendar before we fully break down the position And just talk about some points against, Uh, I love always looking at this, strength of schedule analysis is some of my favorite things to do. So, you know, McCaffrey gets San Fran, and obviously that's not the easiest of matchups, 31st most points. That defensive line is as legit as they come. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, I can see why you justify Dalvin Cook getting the 10th most points to Washington, I can see totally why you'd prefer him uh, over Christian McCaffrey, but McCaffrey does everything so well, so matchup proof, like, I'm sorry, but as much as I love Dalvin this week, McCaffrey's earned that locked-in number one spot each and every week at this point, there's no real doubt in my mind, Uh, so lock-in McCaffrey at number one, Dalvin Cook at two makes perfect sense, actually, you know what? Maybe I'm crazy, but I'm going to go Barkley all the way up at number one. Detroit giving up the third most points to running backs. Uh, where is it right here? Yep, Detroit number three. We just saw what cooked into these guys. Barkley's going to have one of his best games of the year. I think we're getting vintage 200-yard 2TD Barkley. Uh, Tons of receptions coming there too. So you got to love Barkley. This is a good week. So again, as I talk about on DraftKings, if you want to save up at quarterback and then get some of these running backs with just juice bomb matchups, Atlanta the 12th most points for a stud like Carson, uh, you know, scrolling down the list. Aaron Jones gets Kansas City who's been getting run all over, steamrolled. Um, You got, you know, Cincinnati for Gurley. You know, Gurley definitely looks a little more sluggish than his usual output, but, man, that's a great matchup. Miami for James Conner. This is a week for the horses, folks. Slap the bell cows on the ass and ride them to never, you know, till kingdom come. All right, Jose, who do you like better than this, DJ Shark or Golden Tate? Ah, this week, I mean, I think I'm leaning DJ Shark. The guy's got a good matchup. I'll get to wide receivers in a second, um, but DJ Chalk, I know he's had a couple duds in a row. This guy started the year so hot. is still a top 12 wide receiver in fantasy because of that hot start in terms of total points so I really like him uh, Steve I, I go Josh Allen over Winston I hate Winston he's such a fucking prick five fuck, five picks you know you can never trust him and I know that the, the day you bench him is the day you get 403 the day you put him in is the day you get 150 and 3 interceptions but I like Josh Allen against that pathetic Eagles secondary that team is crumbling they can be run upon too uh, the D-line's great against backs but we saw Dak running wild against that team too so I, I go Josh Allen Pet is fucked us both, though. Do you think Kirk or T. Williams will be back soon? May need to stream a wide receiver. Auden Tate's been okay. Yeah, Pettis is a complete bag of dirt. Austin, like, what a fucking ass wipe that guy is. I gave him a good uh, good hate cut this week. It felt real good. Uh, But ultimately, uh, I I mean, I'll go through some streamers. This is a great week with, like, Kenny Stills on the waiver wire. You got, you know, banged up. Uh, Will Fuller's gonna miss a bunch of weeks. So, Austin, I would first look to Kenny Stills because ultimately, uh, That defense, Oakland, is getting destroyed. Again, just we saw what Rodgers did. Every single receiver not named Lazard caught a touchdown this week. So, yeah, I I love going Kenny Stills first as a streamer. Maybe you go uh, Alex Erickson had 14 targets this week. There's a lot of intriguing waiver wire receivers. Corey Davis is out there on a lot of wires. Gets Tampa Bay. A.J. Brown also gets Tampa Bay. And Tannehill really brought some nice stability. I can't believe those words are coming out of my mouth. It's disgusting. It's Ryan Tannehill. But somehow that's better than Mariota because Mariota is a trash bag. So yeah, I mean, the, the passing game did gain the semblance of consistency with uh, Ryan Tannehill. So yeah, I like Corey Davis against Tampa Bay. I like uh, A.J. Brown. Those are some intriguing streamers. When we get to wide receiver, I'll, I'll give you a few more names. Um, but those are guys, definitely Kenny Stills would be the first on that list. And it's not really even close. So check your waiver wires for him. Uh, let's get away from the matchup calendar. I know I need to. Uh, I went through some of those matchups. Let's bump. Uh, where's James Conner? He's going to be my number four guy. Leonard Fournette can't be too far behind him, though. Miami, though, giving the second most points to running backs uh, since he's giving up the most. So Todd Gurley. Uh, I mean, how can you have Derrick Henry above Todd Gurley? Tampa Bay is sneakily actually very good against the run, giving up the 30th most points. Uh, they're terrible against the pass. They're great against the run. They really beefed up that D-line, and it shows the, the effects. And Derrick Henry's just been bleh the the last few weeks I can't have him above some of these stalwarts like Le'Veon Bell Leonard Fournette Um, let's you know that's a a sturdy tier Connor Fournette Carson Gurley Bell four through eight right there Uh, that's a quality running back core uh, for the RB one tier I gotta have Josh Jacobs above Derrick Henry above um, Nick Chubb. The the New England matchup, as much as I love Chubb as a back, this guy's been a beast, as he always is. Chubb gets the New England defense, giving up the 31st-most points to running backs. Not going to be a Chubb week, folks. David Johnson, what the hell is happening there? Um, with Arizona. So, I mean, he's ranked 13 right now. He's so tough to gauge until we get a little more word on him. Uh, they just signed Alfred Morris. I'd rather see Morris there than a guy like Jay Ajayi, for example, someone that you know has some real talent. Alfred Morris is just a plotting loser. Uh, so David Johnson dodges a bullet there. But ultimately, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see him held out, especially after what Chase Edmonds did. And New Orleans pretty good against running backs, so I'm going to bump him down. Uh, I'd be shocked, to be honest, if that guy's... Fully ready to go, and how could you trust him even there? Worth flexing Dalvin's backup as well. I I could see the script. I get what you're talking about, Austin. Because of how bad they're gonna run through Washington, um, and you know, late game they have used him as a closer. So I wouldn't be shocked to see Madison do some decent stuff, but I think he can do better as a flex. I thought the same thing last week, and Madison didn't really play much. That's always risky. Uh, Jeremiah asking drop Madison for Ty Johnson. I I love Madison. Is there anyone else you can drop? I mean, Ty Johnson, clearly more usable at this point if you need somebody to use right now. But the the upside with Madison still is higher than any other handcuff in the league. Now, Johnson's already come into his handcuff own. But again, I would not be shocked to see C.J. Anderson, you know, the thickums brought back. I wouldn't be shocked to see, you know, the Kenyon-Drake trade because Matt Patricia has that familiarity with, the you know, Drake's skill set. He's seen him burn that defense before. Uh, maybe they bring in Jay Ajayi. I don't know. I just can't imagine Ty Johnson's just the guy moving forward. So ultimately, you know, I don't know. And Pete, you know, asking in Tunes, "What's up, my man?" Saying, "How much do I bid on him?" Sixty-three left. I have DJ and Sony, and missed out on Edmonds. So you need help again. Like I, I, if he is the guy the rest of the year, then he's worth you know fifty bucks. He's worth blowing that money for. I just would be shocked to see him be that guy. I really don't think the Lions are going to move forward with Ty Johnson and J.D. McKissick and not make a move with someone that could be their starter. I would be shocked to not see C.J. Anderson. Personally, that's my guess, is C.J. Anderson gets brought back. So I wouldn't be blowing all that money yet. I mean, if you're desperate, go for it, because he could end up being the guy, at least for this week. He's getting to the Giants, too. So it would be a great week one stream, but... I just really, again, I don't know that Ty Johnson dropped Miles Sanders for him. Like, I think he can drop Miles Sanders, yeah. So for Ty Johnson as a starter at this point, yeah, Robert, I think I would do that. Because Miles Sanders just hasn't done shit. Uh, that running game is just a nightmare, as it always has been, under Doug Peterson. So, yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of that. I'm going to get to your question, Matt, and I want to get through my running backs. So I'll get to all the rest of the questions right after that. Giuseppe, good to see you, though, bud. Uh, happy to happy join tonight. Matt Powell, Coleman, Hyde, and Gordon, which three do you think? Obviously Barkley. So you lock in Barkley there. Uh, and then I, I think you got to go Coleman. Let's, let's sift through this, though, for you. Latavius Murray, I'm going to assume Kamara is out. If that's the case, he's got to be in your top 12 running backs. You saw what he did last week against the Bears defense. Yeah, the Bears have been sneakily bad against running backs. Uh, the 24th uh, ranked, so the 8th most points. But Murray's still a workhorse. Every time he's gotten over 15 touches, he goes for over 80 yards and a score. Last week was even better. Uh, so involved in the, the receiving game. That Saints line is beastly, and Sean Payton's always funneled volume to running backs. It's usually two guys, but when it goes to one, you saw the results. Over 30 fantasy points. Would not be shocked to see Latavius Murray do that again. In fact, he's got to be a top 10 guy, in my opinion. Um, maybe even above Le'Veon Bell, but I think he belongs right with those other names So let's see, you know, how is Indy against the run, things like that. Uh, Tevin Coleman, I want to see the matchup for this guy. Where are you, Coleman? So he gets Carolina 15th right in the middle of the pack. Joe Mixon, how are you ranked? 23rd. What a fucking piece of dirt that guy is. Ugh, can't stand him. Um, So yeah, those those are some matchup calendars. Again, uh, I'll go back and check on specific guys in a little bit. Lindsay against Indy, they're they're right in the middle of the pack, too. So, this is... uh, Denver's actually pretty bad against running backs. So, Marlon Mack at 14 seems legit. That's going to cut off my, like, last RB1s, definitely high-end RB2s right here. Uh, Coleman, I I love. I know this week he kind of busted against Washington, but that was a a flood on the field. I think this might be the week he gets in for two scores. Uh, So, Robert, I'm definitely... uh, Or, no, Matt, sorry. Going Barkley, going Coleman... And then, you know, if it's Gordon or Hyde, I guess I just side with the upside there. Although Oakland isn't, you know, they're they're right in the middle of the pack against the run. They're much more susceptible uh, through the air, and specifically through the air to running backs too. That's not Hyde's forte. So yeah, I like Gordon. I, I think Chicago, again, we just talked about how they're giving up a decent amount of points to running backs. Michelle off a three-point TD day. It's like, ugh. Devonta Freeman, Seattle's not great against the run. I like James White. A bit more than Hyde. Oh, where did that come from? Got to move this tier back up. Uh, to right around there. Uh, Eckler against Chicago. I mean, is Eckler or Gordon? That's a that's quite the debate, right? If you drafted both those guys to lock that backfield on, you know, completely locked up, then you're just in for a headache the rest of the year. And it sucks because both of those guys could be beasts in their own right if, if given featured work. David Montgomery can just go to fucking hell. Let's just get him out of the picture. I don't want to look at that. Let's bump Ty Johnson up as if he is in that featured back role. We'll see what moves they do. But for those of you trying to plan out your waiver wires, I'd rather have him than fucking Joe Mixon. That's for damn sure. I would rather have James White than Hyde. Uh, I'd probably rather have Ty Johnson than Hyde this week. I do like Breida. I know he he's kind of busting i got to get Chase Edmonds up higher, though. I mean, again, we got to know the word on David Johnson. But after he gets you know, 26 carries, 130 yards, and three TDs, how can you expect him to not be right in his future? So I'm going to have these two neck and neck, and we'll see what ends up happening with Johnson's status. Of course, things will shake out, but I'm nervous this could become a committee the rest of the year. As a Johnson owner, I'm crapping myself. I do not feel great uh, about anything that's happening there right now. I like Eckler more than Gordon Gordon, there's a great tweet by our guy Ian Harditz where he mapped out every of all 36 of Gordon's carries. Not one's gone for more than seven yards, uh, a couple for six, and almost every single one's been like zero, one, or two. It's pathetic to see. Gordon's just not been good. Uh, All that being said, I still probably would play him over uh, Hyde just because I see that team trying to really establish him this week after that, you know, get his confidence back up after that horrible fumble. Just a backbreaker. So now we're into, you know, again, that's 16 through 23. You can see right there. Um, Freeman, you know, bad week getting ejected, but I see him rebounding. Let's just talk about a few more running backs before we get to wide receiver. Let's talk, take some of your questions, though. Lauren Winfrey, how do you feel about Sanders' move? Uh, I, so we covered that right at the beginning. Ultimately, it's not a new playbook because Scandarello hails from Kyle Shanahan. He's a Shanahan disciple. So he gets now, he goes from, you know, a a guy under him to now the God himself in Kyle Shanahan. I think it's a great move for him. No real competition at wide receiver, a QB upgrade clearly with Jimmy Garoppolo. The only risk is that defense and run game are so strong. There's going to be some weeks that they just don't need him. Whereas in Flacco Sewage, they were at least playing from behind all the time. But now the clear number one instead of a number two to Cortland Sutton. I think it's definitely a quality factor for his move, especially as he's not going to have to learn a whole new per- playbook, Lauren. Uh, Gordon was asked last week, Eckler shines again. Yeah, how can we you know, keep ranking Eckler below Gordon? We can't. Eckler's the, the real deal, folks. Uh, Gordon just has killed his value by coming in so rusty and gross. Deontay Johnson or Cole Beasley hurting at wide receiver. Uh, so Giuseppe, is Stills there? Is Alex Erickson there? Uh, is I mean there's tons of wide receivers Is A.J. Brown So maybe Corey Davis available There's lots of streamers at wide receivers Zach Pascal could be a better option I just, I don't I mean maybe Deontay Johnson Because he's facing Miami this week But I, I like some of those other guys QD as well uh, Maybe I'd rather have him With again Fuller out ah. Alrighty, who else I think Adrian Peterson, against his old team, will be fired up. And, I mean, 20 carries and 23 carries, so 43 total over the last two games. I get Minnesota's a decent D. I get he's got an ankle sprain going on right now. But Royce Freeman, uh, I mean, uh, Adrian Peterson has been just a complete workhorse with Bill Callahan running the league's most ancient offense that we've ever seen. Uh, So I got to get my guy up there a little bit. Jordan Howard, Buffalo, tough against the run. I mean, if there's ever a week to use Shady, he had 50% of the snaps last week, has kind of emerged as the lead back in Kansas City. I think this offense gets a little more run-centric. Um, with with Pat Mahomes banged up, That seems like an obvious transition. And Green Bay giving up the fifth most points to running backs. So I hate that backfield. I'm avoiding it for the most part. But I think this is a week Shady can have himself a decent day. Uh, so I'll have him a little bit bumped up. I mean, no, not Damian, Damian Williams. I can't go that far. Uh, so I'm going to cut this tier off. I'll look through and just see if there's any kind of you know streamers down below any of these guys uh, that you can kind of feel confident in. I'll cut this tier off at Jordan Howard, just a decent touchdown bet. Uh, and below them, you know, Mark Walton's logging 50% of the snaps is hideous, but he's a source of volume in Pittsburgh's. Very meh against the run. I guess i got I got to bump up Jamal Williams, though. He gets a touchdown a week almost at this point. And Kansas City, one of the worst against the run, 7th most points. So, yeah, I mean, Jamal Williams definitely usable this week. I guess a, a listener brought up Alex Madison could be streamable this week. Daryl Henderson, against since he gave up the most points to running backs, uh, saw 30% of the snaps behind Gurley. Gurley's going to light it up. But I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Henderson getting himself a nice breakaway carry. Like if it's between him and Mark Walton. Give me the talent all day there. Uh, Singletary against a tough Philly defense without a, a consistent role. Not something I'm overly intrigued about. Down here, yeah, there's really no one down here I'm overly excited about. Maybe got to bump up McKissick just because, again, you lost carry on Johnson and that's their pass catching back. Giants are horrible against everything, including running backs. So McKissick could be a little stream this week. David Montgomery, I'm still fucking sick of seeing you. Four touches this week. What the fuck? Four touches. Four touches for David Montgomery. Matt Nagy, the workhorse guy, loves his backs. Oh, god, it makes me sick. Uh, Ronald Jones, the lead back there. I mean, again, oh, it's Mark Walton or him. Again, like, can I really put Drake below Walton? I wouldn't be shocked to see a, a Drake showcase game. The team wants to trade him. I hope he goes to the Lions. And any other names down here worth shouting out? I mean, Bolden maybe a touchdown guy. Um, that's about it, folks, for running backs. Let me just cut this list off in terms of like maybe guys you can consider using right here. Yeah, Montgomery, I guess, gets into that conversation. But, oh, God, he's horrible. Like, yeah, JD McKissick, just an insulting name to rank ahead of him, and I'm going to do it. What a fucking bag of shit Montgomery has been. So, of course, he's going to have two touchdowns this week. All right, let's get back to some of your questions. Uh, Denny Jennings just joining status on Kamara. There's been no real updates. The only thing to note there is uh, they do have the bye in Week 9. I would be very surprised to see Kamara or Breeze out there. I think it makes perfect sense with the offense rolling fine. Arizona not all that threatening of a matchup, to be honest. I I don't think uh, Kamara is going to play this week. I think Coach rests him. Uh, there, Todd Feldcamp. Welcome to the show, my man. Ridley Diggs, T. Hill, Ty Hilton, standard pick three. T. Y. Hilton, that is. I, I feel like you got to go benching Ridley there. And I know sanu has gone, and I know Seattle's secondary is not all that special, but I I like. I mean, Tyreek Hill. I get that he's got Matt Moore throwing him the ball. It's a clear downgrade of epic proportions. Uh, T. Y. Hilton, you can't bench, even though Denver's a tough matchup, and then Diggs. I mean, especially if Adam Thielen's out facing an awful Washington secondary. Uh, Let's go to the matchup calendar, folks, and kind of break some of those down. But yeah, Ridley's the one finding my bench, even though I do like him a lot more moving forward, Todd. Um, All right, Giuseppe. And and I also saw Steve, I hope you're still tuned in, but tagging some people getting other viewers in here as much appreciated so if you guys don't mind either sharing commenting in some people that might appreciate this broadcast hopefully not your your opponents i understand if you don't want to add them but any help getting this found getting more views and eyes any likes you can send this uh the wolf obviously greatly appreciates it so thank you so much for tuning in and any help with discovering uh discoverability is much appreciated drop tree cohen for ty johnson yep Three Cohens a completely useless uh, tool at this point. So yes, Giuseppe, I would do that. Where do you have Mac ranked this week? Hopefully that was answered for you, Austin. Right at RB fourteen, quality high end RB two against the Denver team that's not defending the run well. Be still my beating heart. Wolf just suggested streaming Davis. I guess you could teach an old dog new tricks. I fucking hate Corey Davis, Doc. You know that one of my least favorite players in the league. Uh, a lot of that's personal bias after he sucked from you all last year only to get hate cut and then blow up against me. All that being said, anybody against Tampa Bay is in the streaming radar, and it really seemed like Tannehill stabilized that passing game, uh, and he had all eyes on Corey Davis over the middle of the field, chunk play after chunk play. So yeah, Duck, uh, you, you can definitely stream Corey Davis as much as I hate to admit it. Alrighty, so when we're getting to wide receiver, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins off by far his best game is now getting Oakland, who, again, we just saw get destroyed by Aaron Rodgers and every single wide receiver on that team. Uh, So great matchup for him. Uh, Again, I couldn't have Michael Thomas. Despite going against Patrick Peterson this week, I really can't have him uh, much lower than uh, wide receiver two. I mean, he's my number one wide receiver in fantasy. QB proof, matchup proof. It has not mattered for the guy. Uh, it's been just unbelievable. And Lockett, I'm realizing it's Atlanta. I know somebody asked about Lockett earlier. I forgot that he's not against Arizona. He's against Atlanta. Uh, so Lockett, whoever asked that one, um, I, I forget it. But Lockett's going to be a top you know, six wide receiver for me this week. In fact, let's kind of shake that out. Where are you, Tyler Lockett? Uh, even above Tyree Kill, just the quarterback upgrades. Shockingly, Cooper Cup, I mean, Cincinnati's been like the third best team against wide receivers. It makes no sense to me how or why Cincinnati has a good secondary their defense gets destroyed they're giving up like the fourth most points to quarterbacks but somehow limiting wide receivers to the 29th points uh so yeah, that's tricky so I don't know what's going on there Julio Jones again the 26 points to wide receivers but it's Julio Jones he got the better of Ramsey a lot this week he's gonna be facing a lot worse competition so week eight let's keep going down the list I forget who has Philly, but that's going to be a nice stream. Atlanta, fifth most points, Galladay against the Giants. So Marvin Jones will definitely be back in play. Juju, I know as much as he's sucked and how inconsistent he's been, he had a decent day out with Mason Rudolph. Might be a decent buy low. The schedule's not great, but not intimidating either. I wouldn't be shocked to see him go on a little stretch run here. Washington, the ninth most points, and no Thielen. So you know, Diggs is going to have a great blow up spot this week. Uh, New Orleans giving it the seventh most points, but they've been shadowing with uh, Lattimore, and he looks great. John Brown uh, for Philly has got to be high up there against, I mean, uh, for Buffalo against Philly. We've just routinely watched those corners get whipped by whatever team they're facing. So those are some of the best matchups you can have. Let's now get to the rankings. Let's bump John Brown up. I mean, Odell Beckham has a horrible year, now gets his hardest matchup yet. How could you have any faith in that guy? Godwin, I I mean, I know the matchup's tough against Tennessee, but I'm going to bump cup below Lockett, below Godwin. Um, Lockett, you know, the only risk there is they get up so big early that you don't have a ton of volume there. Uh, Latavius Murray, what are you sad about there, Brandy? I know he cost you the week. I apologize on that one. The Pats didn't get it done for you. They had like twenty-five or twenty-six. It must have been damn close for you. Kenny Stills, Randy Harris, definitely worth getting, in my uh opinion, uh with with Will Fuller set to miss multiple weeks. I think uh Kenny Stills is gonna fill in very nicely, especially against Oakland, give up the second most points to wide receivers. He is a fantastic stream this week. Should get deep. Wolf objective. That's what makes him the best, in one of, one of the best in the business. Thank you, Duck. I appreciate your kind words. I had to pick up Edmonds, though. Johnson did me dirty this week. He did me very dirty, too. Brandy fucking sucks. Uh, blue. Absolutely blue. I had Edmonds on the bench and watched Johnson get me 0. .2. Went 0-5 because of it. Ugh. Awful. I have, I have, ugh. Don't make me have the nightmares here. Come on. Is Myers useless with Sandy joining? Uh, do you mean Sanu? Uh, Toons, or can I get another week out of him? I don't know if you can really squeeze another week out of him. Sorry, Toons. I wish I could tell you. You could, but he hasn't been all that great anyways. Like five catches for 50 yards. Like a nice 10 for PPR, but I think there's better. If there's Stills out there, if Erickson is out there, if, you know, Pascal's out there, you're going to have some options, in my opinion, this week, Toons. Let's keep looking at the wide receiver ones. I mean, Galladay against the Giants seems like a no-brainer, but... Is he their number one? I mean, Marvin Jones, four touchdowns. Like, that was insanity. I think Edelman consistently undervalued. Mike Evans against Tennessee. I get Evans has been just the bane of owner's existence, but come on, it's Mike Evans. Like, bye week. Jameis Winston said, our problems start with not getting Mike Evans the ball. Uh, So those are your your last wide receiver ones. Again, I'd love to have Galladay higher, but ultimately, uh, you know, Marvin Jones is that red zone guy. Four touchdowns this week. That that's a big risk for Galladay. He won't go lower than you know top fifteen. I gotta have Diggs up at in my top twelve this week. If Thielen plays, that will obviously change things. And rumblings today were he might be active. But uh you know, Diggs until I hear otherwise, one hundred and forty yards this week, he's been feasting. In fact, I'm gonna have him in my top ten wide receivers. Uh definitely higher on Diggs than most, higher on John Brown than most. If I had those two, I would even play Diggs over him. Uh, let's keep going down the list, though. And got some other questions. Rank Cup with complete confidence. He saw the second most targets on the week, if I'm right. Goss' favorite target, still safe. Definitely still safe, Duck. I, I mean, I, I've got him at six. I'm not worried about Cincy. It just doesn't, doesn't make sense to me, to be honest. Drop Duke for JD McKissick PPR. You can drop Duke, but... Uh, I don't know. I guess McKissick is that pass-catching guy, Giuseppe. So that might be a savvy little PPR play, and I'm glad you brought him up. So yeah, what, what values Duke have at this point? Uh, one of the bigger busts of the year. We apologize on that one. Um, so Sanu, oh yeah, yeah. I, I think you know Myers definitely loses some luster. And this could be one of those weeks they really force it to Sanu, get him acclimated just like they had done with uh, Antonio Brown when we had him welcome to the Pats. Ty Johnson worth the pickup? Asked Jason. Yeah, definitely. Again, as I've been reiterating this whole time, I would be shocked if they don't make a move at running back. I really think it's going to be C.J. Anderson after they cut him. He knows the system. Um, he knows what's up. So I would go with Ty John. I mean, I, I think they're going to go with Anderson. But Johnson became that workhorse. 14 touches as soon as uh, they were. Um, as soon as he went down, uh, carry on Johnson. And if he is the guy, you know, eight weeks of him was down 30 but one because of Pats D, 9890 six and one now. There you go, Brandy. Uh, love to hear that. I'm so pumped the Pats got it done for you and that you're just dominating your league the way you are. Good stuff, Brandy, as always. Um, in terms of other wide receiver ones for this week, Robinson not getting valued like the true target Hoss. He is 16 targets this week. Sutton against Indy. Definitely, you know, now they're a clear-cut number one guy. I got to have above Chark. I got to have Robinson above Chark. What the hell's up with Keenan Allen? Uh, Chicago, not a great matchup. We saw Mike Thomas get it done. And they are a little susceptible out of the slot, so I wouldn't be shocked to see him rebounding. I got to have these guys above Odell, though. I mean, fuck you, Odell. It's been useless all year. Um, I would not have Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks at this high at all. Again, somehow, some way, since he's actually pretty good against the pass, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna bump Chark in this tier, and probably above Keenan Allen. Uh, But since he's shockingly good against wide receivers, New Orleans, you know, should be an easy matchup for Fitz. But I imagine he draws Lattimore. I'm gonna get McLaurin up higher, uh, top twenty. He's only had two duds, and they've come against San Fran. And they've come against the Patriots, the two toughest teams against wide receivers. So, other than that, he's been 15-plus points every week. And I think Minnesota, very susceptible. We saw Rhodes get dusted by Marvin Jones four times. T- Trey Waynes is one of the worst at biting on fakes. And had slow recovery speed, so he could do some damage. I love Golden Tate this week. Shepard's slow to recover, probably not going to play this week. We've seen you know, 6 for 80, 100 in the TD the week before. Tate's been getting it done, and now he gets revenge game uh, against his old team. So right up into my top 22 right there. I think Calvin Ridley with gone has to get a decent bump up. Boyd's going to draw Jalen Ramsey. We've seen this guy suck against number one, so I'm going to bump his ass well out of the top 100, top, 100, top 30. Let's get Marvin Jones a decent bump up off a of four TD day. I don't want to chase points. It's never you know. You're always playing for the, the, this week, not last one. But uh, ultimately, I really like Marvin Jones's red zone chemistry there with Stafford. And The Giants are just pathetic. Eighth most points to wide receivers as we saw earlier. I think Crowder's getting undervalued here. Cooks is just a name at this point. No real value. I know Crowder had a huge dub, but that was against New England. You gotta be, you know, forgiving when a wide receiver sucks against New England. Uh, that's just expected at this point. And Crowder, otherwise nine for ninety, uh, you know, nineteen or seventeen targets in week one with Darnold. He had a thirty-five percent target share going into last night. I expect him to be a chain mover and a big reason Darnold kind of bounces back and reestablishes his confidence uh, this week. Other than that. I mean, DJ Moore, tough matchup for these Carolina wide receivers against San Fran, giving up like the 30th most points. So I'm going to cut this tier off. Wide receiver, a weird week after your your you know top 12 here. It gets pretty slim pretty fast. DK Metcalf, uh, definitely in a potential blow-up spot against Atlanta, but Jerome Brown getting more and more involved every week. So that's got to be a little bit of a risk there. I like Kenny Stills, actually. Let's get him bumped up into my top 25, I'm going to even say. Uh, And again, 12% owned, a guy facing Oakland, a team that can get beat deep. We saw them get destroyed by every single Packers wide receiver. Uh, And now with Fuller out, I think he's going to emerge as that clear-cut number two at 100 yards last week in his absence. I'm a big Kenny Stills streamer, big Kenny Stills fan this week. I think Robbie Anderson, too, definitely too low. Uh, Obviously, the Pats are leaving a bad taste. You know, Donald seeing Ghost is leaving a bad taste in a lot of owners' mouths. Uh, I totally think this team can get back on track, though. Uh, Yeah, again, Cooks, I I don't see any reason to have him much higher than where I have him right now. Let's get, you know, yeah, Tyler Boyd, I'm going to have low. I just think, you know, locking in on Jalen Ramsey is not going to be good for this guy's value. Landry has gone and done against the Pats, but against the Pats, and that's a tough matchup. I really would probably prefer Auden Tate over Tyler Boyd. I I guess I can't do that. Number one, uh, Will Fuller not going to play. Let's X him out. shockingly get it done is these uh, Dolphins wide receivers. Parker has like 14 points in a bunch of straight weeks. Let's see how the Steelers stack up. 18th, so middle of the road for those guys. Where's my most hated guy? Corey Davis, got to give him a bump up. I do think uh, San Fran. Who do they have again this week? Um, oh fuck! Why did I forget this? At San Fran. Oh, the Panthers. They can be had, and you know, definitely want to get some chemistry with Sanders, get him established and going. I do like Corey Davis as a stream this week against that pathetic Tampa Bay D. Freshed off 60 yards and a TD. Had some nice chemistry. Oh, we got some other questions. Let me answer these for you guys. I heard maybe Kenyon Drake to Lions. I was speculating that too, Jason. I would not be shocked at all to see that. That's why Drake remains a hold. Uh, But Patricia has seen what Drake can do up close and personal during his time with New England. So I would not be shocked if Drake became a trade target. Can be had for like a fourth rounder or or so is what the rumors are. And I love Drake. uh, So I would love to see him go to the Lions. Johnson, Edmonds, Stills are all on waivers in my league. But I'm questionable about picking any of them up. My receivers are suspect. Mike Evans, Mike Williams, Alshon, Tyrell Williams. So to me, I feel like you got to go for Stills. I have both Edmonds and Johnson probably higher. But if you need that type of depth, at wide receiver, and it looks like you do right now, I would definitely go for Stills. At least for the next four to five weeks, however long this hamstring injury lasts. He's got a great slate of games. And I think Stills is going to emerge as a dominant weapon for uh, a great uh, quarterback with Deshaun Watson, buying the time, letting Stills go get deep. I'm a big fan of Stills moving forward, so I would definitely prioritize getting him, Matt. Uh, Tunenberg, Murray going to be a decent running back too this week, was driving back, uh, couldn't ask about running backs. Yeah, Latavius Murray, if that's who you're asking about, is going to be a top 10 running back, Tunes As long as Kamara's out, he gets a solid match against Arizona. He got it done against a tougher defense in Chicago, no doubt in my mind, Murray's another top 10 running back. That Saints team is just so running back heavy, so running back centric that I, I absolutely expect a big game. I'm going to bump Devontae Parker up. Uh, again, the guy's been just getting it done. Let me show you his his game logs, these last few. And for whatever reason, people just are completely ignoring the fact. This would be a great one to like just cut the picture of the stats and say, you know, can you name the wide receiver? seven 15 10 14 just double digits and three straight uh, fitzpatrick loves him and they're constantly playing from behind so i like Devonte parker to find the end zone again uh, the guy's been doing it now it was it three straight weeks with a touchdown um touchdown 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 yeah three straight weeks so he's got that red zone chemistry with ryan fitz i think that also applies to preston williams let's get him a little bit of a bump up philly door set though uh limited target share but man is he getting it done um so DK Sanders, Moore, Davis, huge bump up for him. Definitely a streamer if you're desperate at wide receiver. Um Devontae Parker, Tyler Boyd. Now it starts to get ugly. So I'm gonna cut this tier off as like guys I'm excited to use. And we'll count that, you know, right at there. And then Parker kind of leads off to like desperation, but you know, some upside here style tier. Fuck Pettis. How is he 46? Get the fuck out of my face, Pettis. What an absolute bag of fucking shit. He couldn't be ranked any lower. Like, I, Maybe I just X him out. Um, I'm not going to go through all these names, of course, but I do want to bump up Erickson. Again, 14 targets is 14 targets is 14 targets. I think A.J. Brown could definitely be in line for a blow-up against Tampa Bay. I can't really trust... Hardman or, you know, I'd have Hardman over Robinson. Robinson, in particular, seems to have been just disappeared. Um, Hardman is at least getting involved as a runner, very explosive. I, to me, it's been more so uh, uh, Robinson that's been hurt by this. Uh, so yeah, Landry against the Pats. I just don't love anybody against the Pats. They really shut every single person they face out. Um, valdez Scantling, I guess I'm a little lower on, but that's just because I like the other names. I, I could see him getting deep and blowing up. I I am intrigued to see what Sanu does in his first game with the Patriots. Complex offense to to really learn, but he's a ver, uh you know a very cerebral guy can pick up that playbook fast in, in my opinion. No no doubt about it. a hard worker, big locker room presence. So I'm am a big fan of him this week. Other guys, you know, maybe Humphreys gets it done. A revenge game narrative for Humphreys. Wouldn't be surprised. Let's bump him up for the revenge game, folks. I think Cole Beasley against Philly has to be in your streaming radar. Uh, So I'd have him. I know someone asked him or Dante Johnson. I'd rather have Cole Beasley. Both great matchups, though, this week. So now I kind of understand why you are considering both these guys. Uh, This guy, Al-Habasi Johnson, had a big week, and with uh, Thielen expected to be out, could have himself another decent game. Let's get rid of Kirk until we know he's playing. And that's about it for you know usable names down here. I'll bump up Pascal just for the the two touchdown love. Uh, the guy has been getting it done, and I can't really trust Myers now with Sanu there. So yeah, that's that's about you know all I'll say for usable guys at wide receiver. Um, we'll cut this off for Revenge Game Humphreys here. I'm gonna bump Revenge Game Humphreys up actually a little bit too. Uh, lots of wide receiver streamers, lots of lots of potential sleepers. Definitely a DraftKings week to save on wide receiver, uh, go big on running back, save on quarterback, because uh, you can find yourself some nice cheap stacks here. All righty, folks, let's get to tight ends. Uh, we'll go through defense and kicker quick, and that'll wrap up our Week 8 Rankings Rundown. Uh, as this is loading, let me just quickly pump. We have a great app. We're filling with content each and every day, the cleanest way to consume all our stuff. Search RSJ or Roto Street Journal in your app store. Um, and if you don't mind sharing this out or you know sharing Roto Street Journal with your friends, reviewing us on our iTunes podcast, The Fantasy Fullback Dive, if you're tuned in. So we're up to 53 reviews. That's awesome. We're getting up there. Uh, but more and more just help us get discovered. And you know, if we've helped you at all, I, and I hope we have, then it would mean the world for you guys to give us a quick shout out or anything of that nature. Uh, but thanks so much, guys, for all the support always. Let's finalize this list of tight ends for you, folks. Kittle against Carolina. Let's look at the matchup calendar. Um, you know, Burton, who, who gets uh, Arizona this week? Because that's always just the the lock of the century, despite Ingram's dud um, against them. Week 8, Green Bay, the ninth most points. So they're suddenly a little more susceptible to tight end. They've been really locking them down. Part of that is Waller just exploding for a monster against them. Uh, praying for Devonte's toe, says Denny Jennings. DK or Djax rest of season. It's tricky because Djax is reportedly not going to be at hundred percent the rest of the year. But I still have that week one seared in my brain. And if any of them were going to be, you know, consistently usable between DK and Djax, I really think it's Djax. Now we need to see what his health is if he's going to get shut down. Um, but ultimately. I'd rather have D-Jax as of right now. Just because Jerome Brown getting more involved. There's rumors they're going to trade for a tight end. So I would not be shocked if if DK was just completely inconsistent as he's been all year. Whereas d I think, could find yourself some value. Um, is Devontae worth an ad in standard leagues drop Damian Williams or Drake for Ty Johnson? I would hang on to Drake just because Toons, I wouldn't be shocked if he becomes the Lions guy. And, and you know, maybe drop Damian Williams that Chiefs backfield to become all sorts of hell. So I could see that. But you know, Ty Johnson again. I I'm cautioning people not to overreact because I would not be shocked if they trade for Drake if they pick up C J Anderson and now it just becomes a, a three-headed nightmare. I'm not you know going all in for that. Drop Hardman for Pascal. I'd probably rather keep Hardman unless you really need Pascal for the week. Um, I I just love the Hardman's explosiveness and it seems like the reports on Mahomes are that he's going to be back much sooner than expected. How do you think? So uh, Sunu fits in with the Pats hags. Great question. They love their versatile guy. So uh, I love the fact he can play inside. He can play outside. He's a big body, he can throw. I mean his versatility is going to be used to perfection. Under Bill Belichick now, how long is it going to take for him to learn the system, build that rapport with Brady? But they've long coveted him. They, you know, ever since Cincinnati, Belichick has raved about this guy's that Rutgers connection, hard worker, grinder. I think he picks it up very quick. I think he becomes a you know weekly guy for four for sixty ish yards. Um, and you know, he was that with Atlanta. I don't know if he upgrades a ton but the quarterback upgrades there i think he's in line for a little more volume as well after being the fourth guy there in atlanta behind hooper and those other two wide receivers i think the path is clearer for him here i think it's a good fantasy fit overall um but not like a huge gainer by any any means thoughts on golden tate this week him or fits for my wide receiver too oh can't go back to Fitz now heggs right like i gotta go golden tate good matchup um For uh, the Giants against the Detroit Lions, who we just saw get bombed by Diggs, bombed by Thielen. Um, I I think that game has very, very real shootout potential, and Golden Tate should be the benefactor there. All right, tight end points. Seattle giving up a ton, so Hooper has to be right towards the top of your list. Um, Kittle, not a great matchup against Carolina, but not horribly either. Ertz, all he is his name. He should not be tight in three in your rest of season rankings as he is here. Waller you know, had a tough matchup against Green Bay. Now they're giving up the ninth because he just bombed them. I think this guy's matchup proof. Uh, you know Evan Ingram, a great athlete, should get it done there. OJ Howard, if he's ever going to get it done in Tennessee, but still, that guy belongs on waiver wires at this point. I do like uh, the Delaney Walker or Jonu Smith. It seems like Walker's going to be out, so Jonu Smith, a great stream. And then Jared Cook, if he plays against Arizona, that's who we have in the, the stream boat matchup of the week. So there's your matchup calendar. Uh, you know, Giants somehow good against the tight end. Olsen in a tough spot against San Fran. They've just been locking down everybody. So let's get to our tight ends, folks, uh, and then we'll wrap these things up. Parker, yeah, as I said, I think he's worth it. Minus 1,000 odds that Pat's You, Sanu, for a trick play at a big moment. The TJ, it's 100% the case. Just like we used to see with Amendola, you know, the two down the field to Edelman. Literally a lock at some point in this playoffs. I'm fully with you, DJ Johnson. Great point there. Uh, Trade Evan Ingram for Edmonds. I'm a DJ owner, and I have Henry. Jimmy, I I would have a tough time doing that because I know Ingram's struggled these last couple weeks, but I feel like you'd be selling very low to do something like that. Uh, As a DJ owner, you do got to get yourself... Uh, you got to get yourself Chase Edmonds. I'm with you. But I want to know more about this situation before I fully go all in and sell a guy as athletic and talented as Ingram with a nice schedule uh, down the stretch. I, I'd be very hard pressed to do that. Maybe Hunter Henry. But, I, you know, again, let's see how healthy DJ is. Let's hear what the comments are this week before we overreact and make any crazy moves like that. Need a running back to replace Zeke by because Nagy doesn't know what a running back is. Ben, is there anything more fucking frustrating right now than than Matt Nagy? It's literally awful. Do you use your number one on Ty Johnson? I think yes. Uh, the fact that he's going to be facing an awful Giants defense makes it Ty Johnson even more usable. I again want to caution the fact that that they're probably going to either trade for Drake, pick up Anderson. I, I do think it becomes a nightmare situation. But for one week, while they're getting a new guy acclimated, I do think Ty Johnson can be a great Zeke fill-in. I'd like to know who else you have, been that you could potentially use. Uh, Carry on is definitely a must-drop Justin Keller to answer that question. He's gone for at least eight weeks. Like there, There's no reason to burn a roster spot unless you have an IR spot that you could stash him in. No reason to that. If Herndon plays, do I start him over John or Smith? Uh, I'd probably go Jonu Smith. We'll we'll see. Let's shake these tight ends out, Jeremiah. Great question. Goddard stealing points from Ertz. It it makes Ertz just unusable uh, at this point. Facing Buffalo, who's given up the the second least points. I don't want Ertz in my lineup this week. But let's get through some of these tight ends, folks. I'm going to put Hooper all the way up at number one. Wouldn't be shocked if this is a showcase week to get him his trade value drummed up even more. He's been a beast in dirt Cutters, tight end-friendly scheme, though. So I have him high. I'll have... Evan Ingram a little bit above Kittle. Just that Carolina defense, 23rd against tight ends. They've been solid. Uh, Kelsey with Matt Moore. I could finally see a big Kelsey game. We've been waiting for it all year. But Green Bay was clearly exposed by Darren Waller, who has to be in your top tier of tight ends at this point. So those top five. Hunter Henry against Chicago. I want to check how Chicago is against tight ends. It might be one of those things where... They actually give up a fair amount of points. Where is Hunter Henry here? 13th most points. So yeah, Henry back into a decent spot. Um, I think Everett is in a great spot this week. What's Cincinnati ranked against the tight end? Uh, 25th. How are they giving up so many points to quarterbacks? Is it just rushing yards? Are they throwing it to running backs? That must be it. Because it is pathetic uh, there. Um, is carry on must-drop, as we say. Ah, oh, Jimmy Bridges. Great to see you. It's been fucking forever. Deep tight end stream Bridges. Let's get to some big names for you here. Uh, I like Jonu Smith. Where the fuck is he on this list? Because Delaney Walker, likely out. Let me add in Jonu. Facing Tampa, Bay giving up the second most points to tight ends. Uh, Ricky Seals-Joan, not this week. Um, the other name to consider if Jared Cook is out would be Hill. Um, There's definitely some deep tight end streams in the right type of matchups this week, though. Uh, Where's Jared Cook? Is Cook not in here? Cook. I I don't know if he's not expected to play, but I thought it was like a one-week thing. So whoever the Saints tight end is, whether it's Cook or whether it's Josh Hill, Jimmy Bridges, they're facing Arizona, and Arizona is like the the lock of the century type of play. Um, So I'm moving forward, assuming Delaney's out those uh, you know, rumblings, where is it? Delaney Walker. Uh, there's a note today, leaves the game with the ankle injury. And there was some early talk today that you know uh, he was not expected to move forward th- this week. So I would definitely consider playing him. I think Jimmy Graham needs a little more respect after a huge game this week. And I don't believe Kansas City's all that great. 19th against tight ends. Uh, eh, middle of the pack. Indy giving up the sixth most points, but Noah Fant like how valuable is that useless bag of shit dropping every fucking ball that comes within his vicinity? I mean, of all weeks, Vance McDonald, I know he sucks and he's a bag of dirt, but uh, Miami. I mean, what else do you need to say? Whereas Vance McDance Pants, seventeenth um, most points. Actually, not that great of a matchup. That's kind of shocking. I'm not gonna have these guys. I'm gonna drop Delaney. Uh, I don't expect him to play this week. Everett, some great stats on him this week. Uh, the the most air yards on the team, the most air yards of any tight end over the last three weeks, the most targets. Like this guy is killing it and gets a very beatable. Uh, again, twenty fifth most points, but like uh, that seems off to me. Um, of all weeks, I, I really think I can get OJ Howard. I hate to do this to you guys. But I, I think this is an O.J. Howard week. They get the bye week to shake things out. They don't trade him despite getting offers. And I mean, imagine if he went to the Patriots. Holy hell, that would be come to the ceiling. But uh, they, the ultimately, he's not moved. I imagine they're scheming up some volume for him. Tennessee's given up a touchdown every single week to tight ends, as we love to rave about. So maybe, just maybe, this is the week. Uh, but let me get Johnu Smith and Jared Cook, uh, assuming he plays... Facing Arizona, a must stream. Um, but if he sits, then J- Josh Hill is a great play. John Smith should be a deep enough streamer, though, for you. Jimmy Bridges, let me know if he's available. Um, I do like Ebron. I think Denver's given up a decent amount of points. No, never OJ, says Jeremiah. I know. Fuck, why am I doing it to myself? I don't know why. Uh, Denver actually decent against tight end. Pittsburgh, shockingly bad. So deep tight end streamers, oh boy Mike Cheseki uh he's seen hold on let me pull up Mike Gisecchi's stats I think it's like five targets in three straight weeks yeah I mean I know five targets woo but still uh where are you Giseki um anything at tight end above like four or five targets he he's been decent these last few weeks we'll go to half PPR um you know seven six seven targets four so he's seen 11 over the last two weeks. Is it usable? I don't know against against Miami. Uh, I mean against um, Pittsburgh got the fourth most points. Maybe Mike Jacecki could get you a little stream value here. Don't be shocked. I'm gonna cut this tier off though uh, at Ertz because now we're getting into like desperate Hail Marys. I don't like Olsen this week. I'd be looking for backup plans. I don't like Hawkinson. Somehow the Giants are giving up the 28th most points. Um, Jimmy Graham should be higher though. Coming off a decent day in Kansas City, nothing special on defense. Like you'd have Jimmy Graham above these guys. Uh, you'd have him above Vance McDonald, Goddard. Like, nah. I, I know he had a big day, but come on, let's be real here. Never OJ. I love that. I have H- Madison Henderson and Montgomery Ben. Uh, you're saying drop one for for uh, what's his name? Uh, Ty Johnson. Dare I say Montgomery? Like, is he ever going to figure out what a fucking running back is? I got Nugent and Sly. Who do I keep? Oh, come on, Heggs. It's Joey fucking Sly, that jacked motherfucker. He's got like 15 points a week. You got to love Joey Sly. Uh, Keep him getting Nugent out of there for sure. I might get OJ maybe. Yeah, I mean, OJ, Johnu, like those are some plays this week. And if anybody, you know, OJ, I know it sucks, but like even if you're just looking for a one-week rental, maybe there's the upside. His schedule... (laughs) And why do I keep justifying O.J. Howard? I don't know. Uh, but his schedule, where is he, O.J. Howard? Is he ranked in the top 10 tight ends? Come on. Oh, my God. But look at that matchup calendar. Uh, Tennessee, Seattle, Arizona. Three top seven matchups in a row. Like, If this guy's ever going to get it together, it's right now after the bye week in juicy matchups. They hopefully have identified that on tape. I'd go Jimmy Bridges. I'd go OJ and hope for that that upside there. Uh, magic. Classic. Missed the wide receivers, but your thoughts on picking up A.J. Brown or Davis with Tannehill at the helm? So we he did cover that Ben and Tannehill really did seem to stabilize that offense. Uh, over 300 yards, two scores, and Davis was definitely the guy. Both of those guys facing Tampa Bay, definitely both of my top 40 wide receivers and great streamers. Corey Davis in particular, uh, somebody I love to stream this week. Hunter not tier one. I mean, yeah, you, you can put Hunter Henry in tier one. I think that's, he doesn't belong with Gerald Everett. Like, you're right. Uh, good call out there, Robert C- Cazada. He belongs with these guys for sure. Tier one used to be like Travis Kelsey, and that's it. Look at how that, the times have changed, though. We got like six to seven consistent tight ends each and every week. Other than that, I'd I bump Ben Watson out. Got some good volume. Um, Noah Fant getting a great matchup this week, but I don't know if it matters. Um, again, you know, if you're this low, you probably already got your streamer and like Jaceki, Hawkinson, Noah Fant, uh, Olson, Watson. I'm gonna cut that tier off here as like my last tight ends I'd even consider. Dawson Knox with Croft back. There's, there's nothing really to look at there. Fells, Meh, Rudolph, meh. Aikens. Meh. Did Fells do anything this week? I don't think he did. Uh, was a popular streamer, but. That offense is just going to be too inconsistent without a a locked-in roll for their tight ends. Yeah, four points. Ugh, that's hideous. After 15, 10, and 13, I mean, the guy has had his days. Oakland is giving up a decent amount of points to tight ends, so maybe I'll bump him up um, into this tier of, like, meh, tight ends. Uh Thank you, sir. Yep, yeah, of course. Yeah, OJ's the guy, I guess. I wasted 7th pick on OJ. I mean, I've, I've wasted a round 5 pick on him, Jeremiah. It's fucking awful, isn't it? Like, I share your pain completely. What a bag of fucking shit. But again, if he's ever going to get it done, it's going to be this stretch here. All right folks, let's quickly go through the defenses and kickers and wrap this show up. I got a guest podcast I got to hit at 7:30. I got to prepare some notes for. But you guys have been awesome as always. Love these live shows because you guys make it so much fun. Um, I'm coming in every week like that. Steelers to me tier by themselves with the uh, Patriots. How are the Patriots only 4? Like they got to be your number 1 locked in. They facing a horrible Cleveland team. That, you know, Baker's even worse than Sam Darnold. He's going to throw five picks this week. I it has to be your number one defense. That's, uh, what? What are you fucking doing? Come on. Um, I would bump the Rams up, who looked great against Atlanta, and now get a worse team in Cincy. I think they could go absolutely apeshit this week. Uh, so those are like the, the top six here are great, great plays on defense. And then you're just going to get to, uh, you know, the Bills can get, at home, um, I think they match up very well with Philadelphia. Uh, so I like them. Jets tees, uh, I'm not using Griffin. Like, if Herndon plays, then he'll slide into my top 15 probably, Jeremiah. But there is clearly some guys I, I would stream above him for sure. Uh, O.J. Howard being one of them. Um, I think the Saints, uh, they've looked great on defense. The Titans, not a bad play this week. Uh, we've seen Jameis Winston and what a turnover machine that guy can be. The Packers, too, a great defense and now getting Matt Moore. Um, They've been solid all year. So I like all of these plays here. Anyone else to bump up? I mean, the Seahawks against Atlanta, especially if Matt Ryan doesn't play, that could be a complete shitstorm. Chargers, not a bad option. I think Indy has to be higher. Uh, I would have them even higher than the Chargers. This week, facing Denver. I mean, Flacco, how fucking bad can you be, Joe? Oh, God, that was hideous to watch. And then, anybody else? The Texans, Oakland, without a true number one of Tyrells out. I could see Houston having themselves a decent day. Oakland's been pretty good on offense, though. Uh, The Giants, they can get to the passer. But, uh, I don't know. I don't love them this week, either. I, Panthers are just a great defense So that's just more So a talent nod Than anything else But I, I don't know Against San Fran That's a tough week to use them um, And yeah I know Kansas City looked great on D this last week But I guess Rodgers After he just bombed the shit out of that other team um, I'm gonna cut this tier Right here I'll put Kansas City above the Giants I'm not gonna use the Giants ever uh, so that that wraps up the defenses. Let me know if you have any streaming questions on defense. And last but not least, everybody's favorite, the kickers. <laughs> oh, good old kickers. I mean, Greg Zerlin, a no-brainer. What What is everyone's obsession with Jason Myers? Let, hold on, let me pull up. His fucking game logs. Has he even hit double digits? I see him ranked in everybody's top 10 every single fucking week. I've used him once. Clearly, I'm pissed off about it because he sucked a huge fucking one um, when I used him. Where the hell are you, Jason Myers? How is Jason Myers out of Joey Sly? I get San Fran is tough, but like, oh, God, Jason Myers. Where Where's your, your game log? Where's your little fucking note? I'll, I'll come back to you, Jason, you bag of dirt. Um, Bucker. Well, I mean that's tricky because Bucker, the, the Rams. I mean the uh, we must have the bye week for a lot of kickers this week. Guys like Justin Tucker, mean Mike Nugent definitely consistent. Tunes don't have a kicker. I'm out. Thanks, you, uh, Tunes. Thanks so much for tuning in. I picked up Sly from waivers after week two. This guy has been a monster, right? I don't know if I love more. I mean I uh, Bucker against Green Bay without with with you know, more at quarterback. This is gonna be a bad week for kickers. Oh god. It's like the Greg the leg Gould has been terrible this year. Um where's Myers? Hold on. What's the Myers friggin' stat? Atlanta is giving up a good amount to the kickers. Um yeah, let's see. Has this guy topped ten points yet? I don't think so. I know last year he was a monster. I, I'm sorry, folks, that I'm this obsessed with uh getting Jason Myers Oh, you did hit 10 this last week! Yay, good for you, Jason. I guess Atlanta. I guess uh, I hate to do it, but with so such few. Oh, you got to have Matt 20 fucking point Br- Prater uh, up high against the Giants. I'm sure they're giving up a fair amount to kickers. Let's look at matchups real quick. Cincy, too. I mean, the legs no brainer. I think Arizona against Lutz. Like Lutz is gonna definitely light it up. I think. I mean, how has he lost any luster? No. I mean, look, it's still great. Even with him. And Lutz just keeps getting ranked so disrespectfully. Definitely has to be higher. People don't know how to rank kickers, it seems. Um, I do think Zane Gonzalez, the the NFL leader in points right now, uh, with all the kicks he's been drilling because they can't score in the red zone. Buffalo or LA Rams. I go Rams there, tunes. Um, Things I never thought I'd hear say Nugent has been consistent. (laughs) Yeah, seriously, Chip, right? Like, what the fuck? But he has. I mean, Patriots offense, he's found himself a decent decent um, offense to be a part of, clearly, with the Patriots. Um, but yeah, I guess I would have Myers above him. Crosby against Kansas City belongs in this tier. I like Bailey this week um, against Washington, they give up plenty. I think, you know, Fairbanks has been an a hole this year, but he can be a decent play this week. But let's, uh, oh, Josh Lambeau, one of the more disrespected kickers in the league. Uh, I think he ranks like third or fourth in fantasy points right now. The Jets give up plenty of points to everybody, including kickers. So I like Lambreau. um that, that slick back hair, the goatee. And I'd say Parkey. I know, you know, you might get the shutters, but they're giving up Tampa Bay the most points to kickers. I wouldn't be surprised to see him have uh, a decent day, despite the inconsistencies, despite his horrible track record. Um, I like those guys. All righty, how about Maher? We six three sixty plus yarders on the year. Is that true? Uh, Maher, is he playing this week? Is is he? uh, What team is Maher on? Like, uh, I don't even know. uh, Oh, oh, for the Cowboys. Yeah, they're not playing this week. But yeah, he's 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 been a beast. Although he's been inconsistent too. But yeah, no matchup this week. Sorry, you got me thrown off there, Jeremiah. Uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely been a beast um, this year. All righty, folks, that's your kickers. That's your rankings rundown. Thank you so much. I hope I was able to answer some questions. Hopefully it helped you out. Uh, if so, make sure you tune in every week. This is the rankings rundown at 5.30 p.m. every Tuesday Eastern Time Live on Facebook. Fantasy Fullback Dive, <clears throat> Where we're paving your path to titles is the podcast. If you're listening to that We love having your listenership, but we'd love to also have you part of the live show if you want to tune in there. Uh, Audience here, thanks so much. You guys were awesome tonight. we got a ton of questions. I'm looking forward to seeing how many we racked up tonight. Danny Jennings, enjoy your taco Tuesday. Enjoy your tequila after that awful Eagles game. I'm sure you're still drowning yourself in tequila. But, folks, thanks so much, everybody tuning in. All the support for the RSJ means the world that you guys, you know, we wouldn't be chasing this as hard as we are without the support of you guys, the interaction of you guys. So it means the world. So keep it on up with us. We'll keep on bringing our best we can for you. Um, And I'll see you guys probably Thursday night for our first fantasy tailgate of the week uh, to kick off that Wednesday night Washington uh, and, and Viking game. Until then, folks. I am the wolf, I'm out. You can find me at Roto Street Wolf if you want to connect and hit me up for anything, RotoStreetjournal.com, where we've breed and feed fantasy wolves, It's where you can find all our stuff. Thanks again, guys, for the listen. Uh, and until next time, good luck. We used to have it all, but now's our curtain call. So hope for the applause. Oh, 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 oh and wave out to the crowd and take our final bow oh it's our time to go but at least we stole the show 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 at least we stole the show, stole the show. straight ahead Deadly. second after, third effort touchdown